This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at MJMunoz.com. This is Ultraman Z Episode 3. The Ultraman Z Episode 3 review. I'm calling this episode Ultra Presser. I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. My topics for the episode are budget cuts, hay fever, the pressure of the presser, a robot to rival Ultraman, and Gamora did nothing wrong. Sort of. So here we go. Budget cuts and cutting costs. So I was delighted by the fact that this world of Ultraman Z has a monster defense force storage that has an actual budget that needs to prove their efficacy, that needs to legitimize their need for an increase in budget or a maintenance and increase a maintenance and or increase in budget and basically has to prove that they are worth it because that's really cool that's a more hard sci-fi idea and i like that i'm pretty sure that popped up in evangelion too or in evangelion as well um so that's another fun little connection between the two which i feel there's a conversation between some evangelion and ultraman and some ultraman and evangelion uh that's the sense i'm getting um so with that said i will talk about the sub subject of this which is cutting costs and i think that the crew and i don't know producer or executive producer i don't know how you you quite uh define all of that made a very interesting cost-cutting decision for this episode in a few places. One of them would be that the drones that were taking Gomorrah to the island, his new island home while he's hibernating, I think they were literal, actual, life-sized, functional drones that you can buy and utilize for whatever. I'm pretty sure I noticed cameras on their faces and... From what I've seen of drones, because I don't dabble in them really, or I yes, I don't dabble in them, so I've never used a drone, I don't intend on using a drone, I've never priced drones, that's not true. I might have looked one time because I heard of people using drones for like, tripod, basically as a tripod, and I thought maybe I should do that, and I looked at prices, and I think that it was going to be too costly, so I decided not to, but regardless of that. I noticed that these drones were actual drones, and that made me laugh. It made me happy. And actually, now that I think about it some more, they very well may have been, because they were large, they very well may have been drones that were used or are used in the Super Riot productions, because I know for a fact that Super Sentai and Kamen Rider, which are Toei properties, do use drones in their fight scenes. I don't know, that is to say, I have not seen any obvious evidence that I can recall at this time that Super Eye Production uses drones in their fight scenes or any of their recordings really so I couldn't say but it wouldn't surprise me if they did and even if they don't use them for fight scenes in the same ways as Kamen Rider and Super Sentai do I still believe that they would have them at least to test things out or make use of them in some sort of way. They could have been a, you know, some sort of production cost and they were repurposed in that way. So again, the costs are being reduced to make the show in the show when they're talking about budget cuts, budget cuts and, and you know, having a 
not so flush wallet, which is kind of a fun, kind of a fun thing for me. So there were, let me see, one or two other things that I thought were good cost cutting measures that were taken. I failed to think of them at the time, but that drone thing was definitely one of them. That was a lot of fun. Oh, well, here's a simple one. I'm sure that Gomorrah suit was empty until it absolutely needed to not be empty anymore when Gomorrah was waking up. So having an empty suit hauled around, that definitely works as something to cut costs. Okay, moving on to hay fever. I find it kind of hilarious that hay fever is what awakens Gomorrah and causes all this damage and this rampage and almost puts the put storage at risk of losing their budget because of Haruki having a difficult time fighting Gamora. I do really like at the end that the American branch official of the, uh, gosh, what is it called? I don't remember. It's the United something or other, I believe is what the, uh, international anti-monster or something or other. Anyway, whatever that's called, that guy, <coughs> Steve Bills. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Um, but regardless, he liked that Sevenger had such a hard time with Gomorrah because Ultraman even had a very difficult time with Gomorrah. And he recognized that the fact that Sevenger was able to keep up with Gomorrah as well as it could was evidence of its efficacy, its usefulness, and that these people in the Japan branch know what they're doing and they are a good choice to give more money to or to not cut the budget of because they're going to use it effectively and well. So that was cool. Um, <clears throat> but again, just this idea that Haruki and Gamora both suffer from hay fever and that's, that's what wakes them up is kind of hilarious and also kind of interesting from a, I don't know, real world, again, hard sci-fi perspective. It's just something I hadn't thought about that a kaiju would have allergies, but I guess they could. Why not? Although I think the scale of the pollen would have to be... It would take a lot to, to make them have an issue. But, I mean, Gamora wasn't sneezing the whole time. It was maybe two or three times at the most that they sneezed. So, enough of that. Moving on to the next topic. The pressure of the presser. I enjoy the fact that Haruki messed up his last mission by knocking that observatory out of commission and... I believe effectively destroying the entire thing, which is not good. And I like that he had a redemption, a, a chance at redemption, and that it all coincides to make it so that the you know storage's budget is on the line, and they need to make good with this presentation. And they're going to have a press conference sort of thing with their uh, backers who are part of the international group, and it's interesting that. <clears throat> You know, they get that opportunity and it creates all this pressure for them, like I said. And then they're uh, put in a great position to see the transport going on and to be in the path of Gamora when things go poorly, as they do. And that definitely makes things more exciting. You actually get to see them, you know, or Yoko, on top of the roof shooting at Gamora and saying one of the coolest lines I've heard in this show so far, which is, if your eyes are itchy, let me scratch them for you. With my bullets is the unsaid part of that, which is really awesome. Uh, but it put these people in danger and it put them front and it put storage's efforts front and center 
and it was a high pressure situation even though it should have been simple and I really love the line I love how they set that up by making us believe that the likelihood of Gamora waking up was super low especially with Yuka saying that there was I think a one or less than one percent chance that Gamora would wake up and you know statistically speaking such and such and Hibakura was very excited about that oh good um, so that was really neat that they set it up like that and then when you start to notice I think him sniffling and then definitely by the time he sneezes you realize oh no this is not going to go well that that was really a, an effective way to build up the tension and make it a lot of fun and then having the press there that TV channel with all those I think there were bystanders just watching uh, as well as the ground crew of from storage that was supporting Sevenger with the uh, you know the power cords and such uh, that was all really neat and uh, each of those elements added to the pressure and added to the stakes and made it even more desperate for Sevenger to be able to defeat this kaiju and ultimately for Ultraman too because he, like I said earlier he was having trouble and had to step up and only through something from a few episodes ago or I think the first episode yeah so a couple episodes ago uh, which was Yoko finding that Ultraman medal and then hanging on to it uh, was he able to defeat Gamora because having the Ultraman medal allowed Haruki and Zet to become one of the coolest forms or a really fun form for me uh, which is this uh, beta smash and uh, yeah he, he was a lot of fun to watch I'm gonna move on to the next topic a robot to rival Ultraman so I wonder, is it wise for humans, frail as we are, to have robots that can rival Ultraman? I would say it's clear so far that Sevenger is not as strong as Ultraman. And it's interesting that we have robots like Sevenger, and because there is the kaiju threat, their existence is legitimized. But as far as we know, there has been no war waged by one nation against another by use of their giant robots. Probably because the power needs of the of the giant robots are so great that it would cost a great ex, you know, expense up front and then you might only get a very short window of time to use it. For example, Sevenger's three minutes of battery life and it wouldn't be an effective weapon so other weapons are more effective. Uh, it's interesting that, oh, it's interesting to think of the mecha as a weapon. Sevenger is a weapon. It's a weapon meant to defend against the threat of aliens and kaiju, but it is, when it comes down to it, a weapon, and it can be used for good or evil. And you got to ask the question, if storage continues to develop these machines, these fighting robots, these weapons and the goal is to make one that rivals the strength of Ultraman then other than I guess mutually assured destruction or the idea that they will be left defenseless in the event that something bad happens what's to stop some human group from creating a fighting robot that can rival and surpass the strength of Ultraman and attack and kill Ultraman for some reason I guess there is nothing to stop that from happening. And I like that that idea is set up in this episode so early on in the show 
when you have no idea what exactly the show is. Well, you have some idea, but you don't know where the show is going, and it kind of creates another opportunity for things to develop in a different way, and you have to wonder, you know, is that a possibility? Is that something that's going to happen? If so, when will it happen? And who would do it? It certainly wouldn't be storage. It would have to be some other group, right? And are there other kaiju fighting groups across the world? It sure sounds like there are. Uh, we have yet to get exposed to many of them because we are so fresh in the show and there's more to explore. And, uh, you know, you got to stick around and find out, I guess. Okay, so my last thing is... Gamora did nothing wrong, right? Sort of? I don't know. Yeah, uh, Gamora definitely did some wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I think I, I haven't finished watching Comrade Black Sun, but I think I agree with Stop Kaijin Hate. Uh, and I'm wondering if there needs to be a Stop Kaiju Hate, which if you've watched Concrete Revolution at all, that's in there. If you haven't, you should, because it's really cool. But if Kaiju are part of the natural ecosystem, then why must they be exterminated and treated as something just to be killed? Uh, storage was not doing that with Gomorrah initially. They were trying to transport Gomorrah peacefully and non-violently to a place where, in the event of Gomorrah's reawakening, uh, or cessation of hibernation, however you want to say that, that the kaiju would not be able to cause a great threat to people and would therefore not need to be exterminated or put down or however you want to phrase that and I appreciate that I think that's good and I think it's you know lamentable that the only solution that Zed has at this time is to go ahead and kill a kaiju that's getting out of hand because I mean what else are they going to do just let people be killed but you know let's say it's not murder let's say it's just an animal you know, rampaging and attacking are they going to let people be killed for that I don't think that's a good idea that doesn't seem moral or just or uh, utilitarian to me. So, on a you know on multiple uh, standards of value, I think it's a bad thing to uh, let kaiju rampage, and it's kind of a necessary evil, you could say, to kill a kaiju when you have to. And I guess if you <laughs> if you leave it at that, you could always just assume that you have to, but that doesn't mean you have to. You're free to explore other possibilities and I would like to see more of that because that just makes sense to me uh, I like the kaiju fighting stuff you know it's cool I've watched all of Z before I know what's coming in Zet and it's just interesting to me that thing the way things are being done is interesting to me because each episode gives us more information and it kind of doles it out in such a way that we're learning more about this world and eventually we're gonna have some really interesting questions asked about the world and I think that's a lot of fun so anyway I really enjoyed this episode <clears throat> excuse me the fights were very exciting beta smash is fun everybody up in the office or up in the building watching the fight cheering it and you know <laughs> slapping high fives and uh celebrating and things like that it was really fun that was just it was so fun I I, I uh it was almost infectious uh cheerfulness and 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 happiness and excitement and that was really really interesting to to watch and to feel uh come across because it just it made me happy i smiled i had a big smile when everybody else was having a big smile so that's kind of fun but yeah this was a really good episode i really liked it there was a lot of good stuff to talk about and i think i'm going to go ahead and get out of here i don't believe i have yet 
updated my outro for this. So I'll just let you know that if you go over to mjmunoz.com, specifically if you go into the show notes for this episode, you will see a link to something called Ava and the Glowbug, or Growbug. And that is a children's picture book that I have written that is inspired by Ultraman. And if you're liking Z, I think you'll like it. So go ahead and check that out. It will be in the show notes. Uh, I don't have illustrations yet. I have some sketches, but they're not on the website. But I do have uh, a desire to turn this into a full-fledged children's picture book. And you might see a campaign about that in the near future. So uh, I hope you do, and I hope you support it. Because if you like Ultraman and Kaiju stuff, then I think you should like this book I'm working on. So anyway, that's it. Uh, I hope that you are well, you be well, and you do well. This is MJ, signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.